What is up, everyone? Hello, and welcome back for another wonderful night of Community Time Gaming. It's good to have you here. We're in for a fun time. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to be here once again. If you are interested in being part of the show, feel free to hop into that hot Discord right now. For those of us who are tuning in off stream, hello and welcome back for another great time. We're going to have some fun, and if you want to come see us, we are live on weeknights on Mixer at Mixer.com slash TV at 8 o'clock Eastern on most weeknights. Haven't really set down a firm schedule for what this show is, uh, but that's where you find us, and that's when you find us. So tonight we have a lot to talk about because obviously it has been like an absolutely crazy week. Uh, there was Exo 18 on Saturday. There was obviously some super huge uh, news today, but man... I'm like confused on where I want to start because I had this whole, you guys can see I had this whole document like set up and ready to go. Be like, look at all those great things we're going to talk about. And then freaking PlayStation drops the bomb of like the month today. So first of all, thank you guys so much for joining in. Hello, my name is TIE Fighter. Good to have you here. Let's dive right in. So I don't know if you guys heard, PlayStation announced today that they are not going to be a part of E3. This is the first time they haven't been in E3. I checked in 24 years, 24 years. Can you believe it? <laughs> it's so crazy. And so, yeah, we. So I, I, I showed this to a couple coworkers uh, that I know are interested in gaming, and everyone kind of had the same response, like, "Oh no, PlayStation's in trouble. PlayStation's got got problems." And I'm like, "Are you insane? Like, this is absolutely a power move. They are whipping it out and putting it on the table and saying, like, we don't need E3 to do something cool." Uh, and we don't want, yeah, exactly. So Crash Day 2 says, I don't think they want to compete with other people. Uh, and I think what he's saying is not that they don't want to compete for um, uh, a, a people's attention. They want to compete for the news cycle, right? So you know how the news cycle goes. You know, it, it goes over every 24 or 48 hours. And if PlayStation has their standard Monday show, 24 or you know 24 hours after xbox has theirs people are still interested in what xbox was doing and they're also interested in what's happening immediately after the playstation conference uh and so it gets lost right and they don't want to be lost uh so crash says it's been a proverbial pissing contest for years that's actually a great analogy right because it's always been who can have the biggest who can be the most important uh and I'm glad that they're stepping out of that. Not only does it give them the opportunity to like really shine and really bring like the, the heat when it comes to announcements maybe later in the year. Maybe, maybe they're saving it all for PSX 2019. I don't know. Uh, but it also gives some breathing room to the other you know, groups that want to make announcements there. So uh, Phil Spencer actually tweeted about E3 like 30 minutes before the news dropped that PlayStation was not going to be there. Just saying like, guys, we have some really cool stuff that we're going to announce. And I'm sure people like Devolver Digital, people like Bethesda, uh, and everyone else that you know has conferences, they're gonna have a lot to talk about. And now we're going to be able to discuss them and enjoy them more. Not saying that, that PlayStation took away from the enjoyment, but now we can just, we can make it a little bit more focused and that makes me excited. So anyway, uh, I saw a quick note up here, Daft. He thinks PlayStation 5. I think that's probably a, a reasonably safe bet. Though I don't think it's quite as close as, as you might want it to be. I'm worried that it's it's going to be like Christmas 2020. That's been that's been my my guess for a couple months now. Ever since there's been whispers of PlayStation 5. And we're we're about that time. Like it's been, it's been a long time since PlayStation 4 came out, longer than I think people realize. 
longer than than you know longer than people realize for Xbox One coming out as well. Uh, but uh, you know, it's we're getting there, and I'm very excited. I think it's, but I think it's going to be Christmas 2020 because I think this announcement is going to come in the in, in the holiday season of 2019, and I think they're going to say it's going to be here next year. So we'll see. I'm I'm super curious what kind of precedent this, this sets. You know, what if they knock it out of the park? What if they had the huge home run of a conference, even though they weren't in E3? What does this say for Xbox? So does Xbox? now use e3 as their big like middle finger to everyone else like yeah we're gonna own this from now on because now we don't have to worry about playstation being here and stealing from us or do they see this as their own opportunity to say hey you know exo 18 was pretty successful this year we got a lot of viewership we got some really great announcements maybe we should really lean into that uh and really do their own thing and what does that mean for e3 moving forward like e3 like you guys have said has been this big huge main money dump for advertising for all these companies for so long because there's so many millions of eyeballs on it every year. And so I'm super curious to see how this plays out. I know Xbox is going to use this opportunity to say, okay, PlayStation's not here. Let's put everything we have into this one so make sure that we own 100% of this conference. Uh, So we'll see. Uh, Daff says, I'm hoping it's a little longer. Uh, Only got my pro mid last year. I mean, so here's what I, here's one of the the points that I've been I've I've seen made a couple of times staffed. Then I think this is super important. I think we may be close to, if not completely done, with the world of uh, newest iteration of console means you can no longer play oldest or you know older iteration of console. And I think the Xbox One X is a really good example of that. So. I think they're starting to move more towards like a PC. So you can get the upgraded version. You can get the PlayStation 5 and you can play in 8K and 120 frames per second. Or, you know, you can keep your PlayStation 4 Pro and you can play at 4K and you can play at 60 frames per second and it's going to be a great experience. It's not going to be the best one there ever was like PlayStation 5 over here, but you can still play this game. It'll just be at lower specs than it was before. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to all the new people. Good to have you guys here. So that's what I think. I'm thinking, uh, I think PlayStation, Christmas time 2020, I think we'll see it. And I think, I don't even think backwards compatibility is going to be an issue. I think it is just going to be the next iteration of powerful hardware, but everything's going to be written the same way on discs and, and digitally, such that like backwards compatibility only means that you can play older games, but now they look nicer because it's, it's, it's just a step up on the same box. Just like getting a new graphics card doesn't mean you have to get a whole new uh whole new you know game for your pc it just means it's gonna be nicer you can play it at higher specs which is super cool uh jason itty says i feel like new games are gonna have to leave old consoles behind though i don't know man i think they're I, i i really don't know if they're gonna alienate older consoles right away if they do it'll be a couple years down the road it'll be a while uh because i know so like you remember it was god of war 2 that actually came out on PlayStation 2 before it hit PlayStation 3, even though PlayStation 3 was already out. Uh, so I, I think they may really want to blur the lines between console uh, generations here as much as they possibly can. So we'll see what happens. Charlotte358, watching Infinity War for the first time, but I thought I'd stop by and say hi and see what the topics for CTG are tonight. You can see them right here. There you go. That's This is the little summary. I want to keep it here so you guys know what we've got going on. But we're actually focusing right now on this new big PlayStation announcement, and I didn't have it on here because I didn't update this 
uh, this document before I got here. But this was big news, Charlotte. I don't know if you heard, PlayStation's not coming to E3 this year. So big, big announcement, and I'm excited to see what that means. So we'll see. Uh, Jason Indy says, I just don't want devs downgrading stuff because it has to run on the old machines as well. That serves no one. Uh, so didn't, uh, was it Destiny 1 that tried to do that? They they tried to kind of go do both. And so the you know, original Destiny 1 kind of had some trouble. I'd like to think, oh, Inquisition did it as well. There you go. Thank you so much for the host and for the follow. I appreciate you prompted well. So... I don't know what's going to happen. I'm super curious. This is so exciting. But uh, it's so cool that we can start having these conversations now that the, you know, this is a big, big move. They're real strong arm move from PlayStation. I'm really excited to see what it means. So we'll learn more very soon. And by soon, I mean over the next few months and as E3 becomes becomes closer. Uh, but anyway, this is just a big announcement today. and it, it, the, the implications of it could go very, very far. So we'll see. So over to this document that I created. Uh, this was what I thought was we were going to start off with today because I like Xbox News. Uh, but anyway, so today, uh, I found an article that this is actually a couple days old. It is from, uh, gamesindustry.biz by Rebecca Valentine. And I, I shortened it a little bit. I took a couple of the paragraphs out and I kept a couple of the paragraphs. So I'm just going to read it here just so you guys, uh, get the gist of it. But basically in an interview with levelup.com, as pointed out by reset era, Phil Spencer says that putting games on game pass actually increases sales of the individual game. These seem counterintuitive as the $10 Game Pass subscription gives subscribers access to any game on Game Pass without actually purchasing it. But Spencer says the reason is because Game Pass players effectively function as word-of-mouth advertising for the game, prompting those without Game Pass to buy it. When you put a game like Forza Horizon 4 on Game Pass, you instantly have more players of the game, which is actually leading to more sales of the game, he said. Some people have questioned that, but when State of Decay 2 launched... You saw, if you looked at the U.S. and NPD, you saw this game selling really well the month it launched on Game Pass. So isn't that super cool? So a lot of people had this worry that Game Pass was going to kill sales. It was going to make it so that no one was buying games anymore because why in the world would you buy a game if you could just pay $10 and play it on Game Pass? But I feel like, and this is going to sound super like high on myself, but I feel like... I'm a really good example of this, and Forza Horizon 4 is actually the perfect game example for this. I would never have bought Forza Horizon 4, ever. I'm not a car game person. I have never bought a car game historically. My brother bought car games way back when, uh, but I would never would, and I don't plan on buying more car games. But I played Forza Horizon 4 because it was on Game Pass, because I have Game Pass. Yeah, we can tell it's this crash. But because I have Game Pass, I played this game poorly, and it was awesome, and I had a lot of fun, and I was actually able to tell a, you know, a large number of people and show a large number of people through stream that this is a, this is a fun game. And I know for a fact, because people came back to me and told me, that they ended up buying this game because not only of what I said, but what they saw on streams. And I think, that's, I think this is, hit, hits the nail on the head. I think it's super cool. For those who are listening via uh, 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 other media sources like Spotify, that sound that you just heard right there, the, uh, the, the Tron soundtrack, you'll hear it in a couple of different ways here. That's people interacting with the stream, uh, either through follows or through hosts. You will be hearing that as we do this podcast. Uh, I can't turn them off. I don't want to. Uh, and hopefully they're not too irritating for you. But anyway, there you go. Drift Royal, 
Thank you so much for the host. Uh, Daft says, Game Pass seems to be the ace in the hole for Game pa- or for Xbox over PlayStation. I, and you know what, Daft? It's going gonna, it's gonna to get even bigger. It's going to get even worse for PlayStation if they don't do something about it. I don't know if you remember what Game Pass looked like one year ago. It was weak. It was big time weak. It had all these like little you know indie kind of arcade games and it was like oh okay like ten dollars to play these little bitty things like that's no not no that's no good uh but then by the time e3 rolled around they're like oh yeah by the way uh now you can play sea of thieves now you can play state of decay now you can play the division now you can play fallout 4 now you can play elder scrolls online for 10 bucks a month it's just unreal how cool this this service has gotten and now that uh, xbox has bought all these first party studios they now have seven first party studios under their belt that means seven studios are going to be making games that game pass users are going to have access to day one 100 available day and date like for for you know i don't want to say for free because you know game pass but like basically for not paying any more than they were otherwise so it's just it's so cool and i know the playstation has like the playstation now game giveaways you know it's kind of equivalent to the games with gold but man pales in comparison and i'm gonna i I know i'm just fanboying out a little bit about game pass but and we talk about it all the time on the hardcore casuals podcast as well so uh yeah i'm I'm not sorry so it's it's great I'm very excited to see what else is going to come, what those first party studios are going to bring. And I'm super happy that it's working out for them because that means that they're only going to develop it further. Uh, Let's see. Stunning Beef says, uh, might have to check it out again, the Game Pass. Yes. Uh, I did it a while ago, but there was like one big title and a bunch of 360 titles. Yeah, just like we mentioned before. Uh, Okay, there you go. We have difficult 2610 in the house. What's going on? For everyone who's just showing up, hello and welcome. We are currently recording the Community Time Gaming Podcast. Uh, And if you are interested in contributing to the conversation in any way, I, uh, I, I recommend you do that here in chat. Or if you like, I actually decided to open up voice chat as well. Hop into the voice in Discord. Come and say your piece. I'd love to talk to you on stream as well. Uh, it could be fun and I want, I want more people to feel comfortable and interacting. Uh, I don't care if I agree with you or completely disagree with you. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. The more you guys contribute, the more fun this gets. Uh, so yeah, please, please feel free to, to be as open and and honest as possible. Uh, but Sunny Beef says PlayStation is trying to get more and more like Xbox. I think it's both. I think PlayStation is trying to do things that Xbox is doing, but then Xbox is also trying to do things that PlayStation is doing because they're both doing good stuff. They're both doing things right. They're just doing different things right. They're accomplishing a couple of different goals. So PlayStation is putting Xbox in the floor when it comes to first-party titles, single-player campaign adventures, and uh, uh, having a large library that is just for PlayStation. Xbox is all about the community. It's all about its own people, and it's about connecting those players together through things like clubs, through things like uh, uh, LFGs, it has created a wonderful community under Game Pass. It has created a strong environment for indie titles through ID at Xbox. Uh, and Xbox Live has just become you know, really great for allowing players to connect. However, it has not fostered a strong environment for developers to say, I want to bring my AAA game here because they just haven't sold the units. Uh, and I think that they haven't sold the units because they haven't gotten the developers, but they haven't got the developers because they haven't sold the units, which is a bummer. And so now we're kind of seeing each each of them 
react to each other so they're both getting better. So it's great. Uh, Gamer Saber says, how do you feel about Secret Neighbor on Game Pass? That's a game I haven't heard before. Do you mean Hello Neighbor, Gamer Saber? I, Hello Neighbor was on Game Pass for Halloween, but I don't know if it's off or if it's a different game. I haven't heard of Secret Neighbor. Uh, R56Cooper S1 says, what do you think of the current sales? Do you mean the, uh, Cooper, do you, are you talking about the Black Friday sales? Or the sales of, of, of Game Pass? Can you be a little bit more specific? It's the co-op version. Look it up. Uh, I can't look it up right now, but I'll check it out a little bit later, Saber. Uh, okay, so Cooper's asking, what do you think of the Black Friday sales? They're crazy. Uh, dude, they're already selling uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey for 40 bucks. I'm going to pick it up. I'm super excited. Um, and I'm actually, I'm excited because I'm going to get a bunch of stuff. And I'm going to share that with you guys later. Uh, Stunning Beef says Jason Itty is like a walking encyclopedia of gaming. It's it's incredible, Jason Itty's knowledge of gaming. Don't ever test him. He'll win. It's crazy. Uh, Charlotte says she's getting Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yes, yes. That's also going to be on a strong sale. And then I think they have the season pass on sale as well. Uh, Daft Benham. Here we go. My own personal thoughts is that PS, PlayStation, houses the, quote, best games. But Xbox has the connectivity and bigger audiences with crossplay with PC and all that. That's something I didn't even think of. I didn't even talk about was crossplay. Xbox has done an outstanding job connecting people across platforms. They were they were early adopters of the Fortnite crossplay. They were early adopters of of Minecraft crossplay. They were first adopters of taking Xbox achievements and putting them on another console, i.e. the Switch. And they are the first console to say, "Hey, you know these games you own on Xbox? Congratulations. Now you also own them on PC. Your saves cross over. Everything is the same." You're welcome. And that is just unprecedented. And it's so cool that they have such an open idea of what it means to allow gamers to do what they want to do. I love it. And Phil Spencer has absolutely been behind that. Uh, Beef says it's because so many people uh, are Windows. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, Microsoft, that was an easy crossover. Obviously, Sony doesn't have its own operating system that they can just cross. But, you know, at, at, at some point, they're going to have to take their head out of the sand and say, okay, we need to work together to make better platforms. And they're moving towards that. You saw the that they made Fortnite you know, cross-platform now. You can now play against people on Xbox on uh, PlayStation, so that's good. <laughs> Definitely says PS Vita 2 2020. Because <laughs> it was such a wild success. Uh, is it live or still in beta? I believe it's in beta. I believe, but the now I, I know they have the cross progression active. The cross progression act happened a couple of days after they announced it, but cross play is coming. I may have I may have slipped the gun on when that was happening, but that announcement was a, was like a month ago, and I forgot. There you go, Mister Neon Ice. Hello and welcome. Good to have you here. Okay, so moving on. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the November update for Xbox is here, and the big announcement. I don't know if you can see my screen is right here. Xbox has now officially brought keyboard and mouse support to the console once again doing something that we haven't really seen a console officially adopt before. Now there have been ways to get around it. There were tools that you could use that you know kind of allowed you to simulate a controller with a KBM. Uh, not great and actually kind of kind of cheaty if you uh, if you think about it and even though it's been addressed. But Keyboard and mouse support has now been officially brought to the forefront. It is now available for the following games. Fortnite, Warframe, 
Bomber Crew, Deep Rock Galactic, Strange Brigade, Vermintide 2, War Thunder, and X-Morph Defense, with support coming in November and probably soon of Children of Morta, Daisy, and more. Thank you, Mr. Mike Yabara, a Microsoft uh, executive, for that information as well. So, what do you guys think? Eh? Sunny Beef says, eh. Drift says that that she's officially getting back into Warframe now that it's KBM. So that's kind of interesting. I've heard that actually KBM on Warframe is kind of hard because you have to use your pinky a lot for the bullet jumping. So uh, there's that. I think I think Warframe was made for a controller, just to be honest. I think it was made for it. Uh, Daffinum says, I think it's a nice touch. People might not be able to afford a PC that runs like an Xbox. So that's a huge point. So a lot of people overlook the fact that the Xbox One X for... I think they're selling it for for three hundred dollars for Black Friday, maybe three hundred and twenty with a game or something like that. Is for all intents and purposes a very strong PC for gaming, very strong, because it can run four K for a lot of games. It can run sixty frames a second for a lot of games, and a lot of PCs can't do that. A lot of them, a lot of them really pride themselves on running ten eighty at sixty frames per second. Uh, and the fact that now with the Xbox you can have these games you can play them with a keyboard and mouse you can have all the capabilities of the xbox that you like it's super cool stunning beef says i'd say you could get a decent pc that runs about 60 fps uh for no more than it would cost to get an xbox uh, yeah but your resolution would be down for sure now i'm not going to try and tell you that that there's no such thing as a stronger pc than the xbox one x no absolutely not and i'm sure you could if you built it yourself and you bought the components on sale you could probably do better uh but I just love that they're making it available. Once again, it comes back to they're making it available. They're giving people the opportunity to do what they want to do, which is, which is just have the freedom to play they want to play. Play, you know, if you want to use a keyboard like a crazy person, that's fine. If you want to use a controller like a smart person, that's also fine. I have no bias in this. Absolutely not. So Neon Ice is asking, when did this happen? This happened as of the November update. I think it was. Uh, earlier this week i think it was on tuesday uh wait no it was it was yesterday actually this came up because that's when i wrote this announcement on my thing here so it was either tuesday or wednesday charlotte says i think that i'll def pave the way for developers to bring traditional pc style games like starcraft to console you actually answered one of the questions i had up here so charlotte i was going to ask what kind of games do you think that were normally on PC would now be ported over to console? And StarCraft is a super good example of something that we might see more of. So we've had, uh, what do we call it? We've had RTSs before. We've had uh, Halo Wars, but that's it. I think, that, are there any more RTSs on console that were console specific besides Halo Wars? But yes, now we can see things like StarCraft. We can see things like Age of Empires, which is another Microsoft first party title that we haven't seen on Xbox before. Gamer Saber says Ruse. Uh, Xbox, or sorry, XCOM is on consoles. Yes. Is that an RTS though? Because that one's more like a, a, a turn based grid game. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, we, we could see more things like, like I, I don't want to say we're going to see World of Warcraft. I don't think Bethesda has any plans to bring it over. I just don't know if they do because it's been, it's been so long. But maybe now that they can, I don't know. Uh, would they, so Jason says, if you were to bring something like that to the console, like, wow, would you require a KBM? You, I mean, they might. They might have to because Diablo is a really good example of this. They had to completely overhaul everything about the way the menus worked in Diablo in order to bring it to console. 
everything. Everything had to be changed from point and click and scroll to radial menus. All of them became radial and it worked fantastic. But if you can imagine trying to use a point and click on, on a console, it's hard. Uh, Warframe adopted a point and click and it's not easier. So uh, I would imagine if you're going to have a game like World of Warcraft come to console with all the different inputs that they require, it would be really difficult to bring it in a way that didn't require a KBM because they'd have to change so much that was fundamental to the game. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Stunning Beef says, I'm really surprised WoW is still alive. My brother was playing that back in 2005. Yeah, dude. <laughs> They've done an incredible job of, of keeping it relevant, keeping it new, keeping it fresh. And obviously there are issues with the game. And I know the, the player base is still having issues with even the most recent update. But... It, you're right. It's crazy. It's pretty. It, it's lasted longer than almost any other game. Obviously, there there are ones that have lasted longer, but I I feel like WoW has been relevant for longer than many other games. So we'll see. Uh, let's see. Charlotte says Civilization would be dope. Isn't there a Civilization on console? I feel like there's a Civ, but is it? Does it? Okay. So Jason says yes, there is. Uh, but is a Civilization Revolution? It, it must be laid out a little bit differently. Neon says uh, the keyboard only worked for some games and the mouse didn't work. Okay, so we're still having some issues with connectivity and for stabilization, but we'll get there. I'm sure they're going to iron all that out. Uh, Difficult says this is a stretch, but would be great to see a Mario or Zelda on Xbox. Uh, so that's a, I feel like that's an entirely different conversation. So we've seen Minecraft move over to the Switch, but there's almost, has, I don't think there's ever been a situation uh, outside of the recent Mario run on iOS and Android. I don't think Nintendo has ever taken what uh, they've created, any of their own IP. I don't think they've ever taken any of that and put it onto a different console. Oh, we have Channel One in the house. Hello, Channel One. Great to see you all. My name is Ty Fighter. We're currently recording a little podcast called Community Time Gaming. So thank you so much for coming in and saying hello. Uh, I really hope that they keep Zelda on Nintendo, says Crash. I think I'm with Crash on this one. I don't think that we're going to see Nintendo moving over because of KBM support. Thank you so much, Homer. I appreciate you, man. So, uh, Stunning Beef says, I'm going to keep my eyes open for a Switch on Black Friday. They've already started announcing some of the uh, deals for that. I think you can get a Switch with a couple of games for like 300 bucks. So, we'll see. All right, so moving on. If once again, if you guys are interested in being a part of this talk, if you want to come in and say hello, make sure you hop into Discord. We have some voice channels in there. And if you'd like to uh, uh, contribute to the conversation, if you have a comment or a question or anything like that, hop into Discord, go into the push-ups voice channel. I'll drag you into the Squatch channel. And we can talk right here live on what will be the podcast once I post it tomorrow. So let's move on. Let's see, what is the next thing I have here? Fortnite loses the redeploy system. I don't know how many people here play Fortnite. Can I get some uh, some hand raises in chat for people that know and love that wonderful game? That's right, we got Homer PN, we got Neon Ice, we have many here in chat that are, that are absolutely Fortnite players. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on the elimination of the redeploy system. Hello, hello everyone. We have a bunch of new people here in chat. It's great to have you. Welcome, my name is TIE Fighter. Uh, but yes, so redeploy. So if, I don't know if you guys saw, but Fortnite has eliminated the ability to redeploy your little parachute from at any point in the map. This was a test that they were running uh, for the last, what, two or three weeks, I believe. And they wanted to see how it went. And a lot of people made a lot of stink. Like, 
a lot of people, thousands of people on, on Reddit and on Twitter and on every forum in the world that there is. People were super, you know, not about this ability to be quite so mobile. And I think it's because it really went against the building meta that was so popular for a long time. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't play a lot of Fortnite. I feel almost unqualified to, to, to talk about this to a great degree because I don't play a lot of Fortnite myself. I'm, I'm all for making the, the people happy. And if this is a change that they made that ended up causing too much backlash, sure. I know they kept it in a couple of the different uh, uh, game modes. You know, they have some limited time modes and they decided to keep it up and running for those. But for the main modes, for solo, for squad, uh, and for duos, they have eliminated it from those and it will not be coming back anytime soon. So that's Fortnite. So Nightmare Stanza says, to be fair, it does make things too easy to avoid fall damage that way. And yeah, that was actually a, that was a great way to keep people from building too high, right? If they built too high, you would just shoot their staircase and they'd fall down. And that was a great counter to that meta. So uh, that was eliminated. That counter was eliminated. Uh, and, and now they're bringing it back, which I think is, that, that is true. I like that point very much. Uh, is there anyone else who has any thoughts? Professor Fury says, I'm glad they did. They removed those terrible turrets yet. <laughs> no, I don't think they've removed the turrets yet. Those are stationary turrets that Fortnite introduced, uh, and they are still here and they are very, very strong, but I think that's all we're going to talk about Fortnite for right now. Headshot hero says, I still died from fall damage. Uh Uh-oh. Sorry to hear that. That's not good. Neon Ice says, what time of games do you enjoy to play when you are live or have free time? Neon Ice, that's a good question, man. And actually, we can take a moment just to kind of step away from the news. Uh, my games are us- my go-to games, Neon, are usually loot-based games, loot-based uh, shooter games. So I think, Neon, you've been around long enough to uh, uh, see me having played things like The Division, things like Destiny, things like Warframe. Things like, uh, uh, what was another one? I think I, I don't think you saw me play Borderlands on stream, but I've done that as well. So if it's, if it's loot-based, if it's things that you grind for, if you're building your power as you get stronger and fight more enemies, that's the kind of stuff that I love doing. I'm also trying to up my variety, you know, getting into things like Gears of War, playing things like Siege. I love just trying out new games, but I, I tend to focus more on the AAAs and those with, with loot especially. Uh, the person who whispered me, I do appreciate that offer. I think we're okay for now. It's not awesome, but we'll get there. Uh, okay. Neon says, yeah, I see you do a lot of that for sure. For sure. What about Call of Duty? I'm not a big Call of Duty fan. I was, I, I, I almost got swept up in the hype of that one. And we talked about this last time, but, uh, I think I avoided what would have been probably a bad decision for me because I'm already to the point where I'm not super worried about Call of Duty and it's only been out for a few weeks. So kind of dodged that one, I think. Uh, We have a lot of people who came in and just followed the channel, and I didn't announce all those names, but I just want to say thank you guys so much. We have a ton of people coming in as a part of this Channel One host, and we're recording this podcast right now, so I'm trying to stay pretty straight and narrow when it comes to what I'm saying, but I just want to say thank you. Oh, you guys can see my whispers, huh? Yeah, that's probably true. That's okay. Nothing too fancy, Um, but uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone who came in as a part of this host, everyone who's following, everyone who's hosting. Thank you so much. It's really great to meet you all. Again, my name is TIE Fighter. The channel is TIE Fighter TV. Right now we're hosting or we're recording a little bit of a podcast that I created very recently called Community Time Gaming, uh, where we talk about recent news uh, from the gaming world 
and I want to involve the people who are in chat in what we're talking about. So if you guys have any comments or questions or concerns about what we're talking about, please feel free to be vocal and I can read what you guys are saying and we can include that as a part of the podcast as well. So hopefully you enjoy and you can come back again soon because we're going to be doing this pretty often. So there you go. <laughs> this is a secret message. So uh, let's see. Choke says the new Pokemon game comes out for the Switch tomorrow. Can't wait. Choke, so are you going to get the Pikachu or the Eevee version? And if so, what is the difference between those two that tells you which one you want to get? Uh, Neon says the update for all Xboxes, even if uh, they are live, the original Xbox One. Yes, as long as you have an Xbox One, you're going to see those changes. There you go. Yeah, Daff says, oh, snap, it's at midnight. I forgot about that. BRB. <laughs> uh mid gallicis says discussions i love discussions i like having people for my discussions we'll choke you better figure it out you gotta choose is it gonna be eevee or pikachu we'll see mrs mcspicy says hello tie fighter for the channel one host yeah good to have you here miss miss spicy mrs mcspicy i always love seeing that spicy face good to have you uh crash says that eevee can learn any of the moves from all eight of his evolutions is eevee a he or a she all eight of the evolutions also Pika Pika, for sure, for sure. Discussion Ty doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> there it is. It, Evie is now an it. There you go. Okay, so moving on to what what I have as the final piece of news on here. And if you guys know of any other news, I'm, I'll take. We can talk about that as well. But uh, this is kind of a cool little tidbit from Mikey Barra, who is an executive at Microsoft. He says that one of the biggest asks that we've had for the Xbox Game Pass was to allow the preload i.e. the pre-install, so you can download and be ready the second launch happens. It is available now, and it starts with Crackdown 3 on Xbox Windows. Punch! So there you go. So if you were interested in trying out Crackdown 3, that comes out in February, hashtag soon. Uh, you can down- I think you can actually go and download it now, or download it very soon. Or it says it's available now. So you can download it now. Uh, there will likely be updates you'll have to download in the meantime. But you can download it now, which seems weird, you know, because it hasn't gone gold yet. Uh, but, you know, when the game comes out, you'll be relatively ready to go. So that's uh, that's super cool. Uh, I think this is good for people who struggle with internet speeds. Uh, I'm very blessed. I have a pretty strong download. Uh, but I know others have, you know, things like 5 megabit downloads and 10 megabit downloads or sometimes even less. And so downloading a 50 gigabyte game, uh, it can take hours. So my coworker, she has 10 megabits and it takes her all day to download fallout 76 she was very excited about it but then she realized that uh she has to wait just you know crazy amounts of time to get in so that's the last piece of news we're going to switch over to chat and see what you guys have to say uh nightmare says i feel we should go for pokemon ds for remakes before yet another kanto adventure uh nightmare i think this is kind of reaching out to a different audience i think they're trying to capture that pokemon go audience and try and bring them on a switch i don't think this pokemon is for the hardcore pokemon player to be honest but we'll see uh mid says fun fact did you know that a mixer streamer is nominated for the golden joystick awards best new streamer uh mid who is it i'm super curious i want to go vote for this person we'll see uh daft venom says is it true that you can take your progress from warframe pc to switch they had mentioned that there would likely be a one-time clone that you could do from one account to another i don't know if 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 it exists only for pc or if it's for pc and xbox and i know 
that if you clone your account onto a Switch and then play on your Switch, it does not then go back over to PC. It is a one-time, here's what you've accomplished so far, put it onto the Switch and move forward. And then they can be two branching things. So if you wanted to focus on like grinding two different things at once, uh, you could. Or you could just grind it all, all the time because you're a total Warframe 10-0 and that's what we do. Uh, Midgalissa says, voting was closed and the streamer was CS188. Sorry for the late information. That's totally okay. Congratulations to CS. He's a wonderful guy. So that's awesome. Uh, Buddha says, I'll wait on my Pokemon purchase based on the new Pokemon Detective movie. <laughs> we talked about the, the Pokemon Detective movie uh, on Tuesday. Man, what a weird, weird thing. I was so taken aback by that trailer. It was so bizarre. You know, especially Mr. Mime. The awful CG Mr. Mime telling... Uh, the main character to shove it like it was so weird to see this this pokemon who we've only ever seen just like have like an actual personality it was weird so uh on other news ps4 not going to e3 next year thoughts uh kelly we actually talked about this right at the beginning of the show but uh it is it is groundbreaking it is crazy and i'm really excited to see what comes of this when the meta shifts for e3 so the you know i keep using the word meta but uh, the meta for, you know, the, the goal for E3 was dump as much money as possible into E3 so that we can control the news cycle. And PlayStation just said, you know, nah, no thanks. We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to do our own thing. Uh, and so what does this mean for Xbox? Does, that, does this mean Xbox goes even harder into E3? Does this mean they try and do their own thing? Uh, I don't know. And what does this mean for 2020? Because obviously PlayStation is making this announcement after a lot of people have already committed. So what does this mean for 2020 when... Uh, everyone now knows that this is okay. <clears throat> you know, if, if PlayStation kills it, if they knock it out of the park, what does that mean for the following year now that people can see that it's okay to not go to the biggest show of the year? So I don't know. We'll see. That, it, there's, there's a ton of questions. But if you have thoughts, Kelly, I'd love to hear them as well. Uh, HGT says PSX was canceled and now this. Yeah, so PSX, I, I feel like, was canceled for a different reason. Uh, they were pretty transparent, or at least they'd like you to think they were being really transparent about the fact that they skipped PSX this year because their big announcement wasn't ready to go. And they didn't want to uh, have a repeat of last year where people felt like PSX was a waste. So uh, I, I think it's, I think they're different, but they may all be connected. And we had this whole conversation. They may all be connected to a single uh, uh, one giant announcement of what will be the PlayStation five. Uh, and so we'll see what that looks like. Uh, stunning beef. Oh, here we go. Nightmare says, I have a feeling that PlayStation is reevaluating tactics as per the backlash to their anti-cross-platform thinking before they act. Uh, that is absolutely possible because that was that was such a huge conversation in June and July. And I'm sure a lot of you, if you were if you were following any of the major news news outlets, were following this this just huge wave of criticism. For PlayStation because they didn't want to hop on board the, the cross-platform train. And Microsoft was loving it because they're just saying, you can do this and you can do that and you can play with PlayStation. You can play with PC. You can play with Switch. It doesn't matter. Or, you know, you couldn't play with PlayStation, but you can play with whatever, you know, whoever you want to play with that is already in this world. We want you to be able to do what you want to do. And PlayStation was like, no, you can't do that because we're already big enough and we don't need anybody else. And it was just... It was the most like selfish and like, man, it was it was huge. It was crazy. Uh, 
Thank you so much, everyone, for all the love that you guys are showing. Oh, my God. There have been so many follows and hosts today. I'm, I haven't been able to shout them out because I'm trying to finish my thoughts here. But thank you, everyone, who's followed the channel as a part of this little conversation. I love having you here. And I love you all so much for, for telling me what you have to, to think about uh, uh, all these different topics. This is, this is great. I want you guys to come back when we do this again next week. Uh, I'm thinking Tuesday night we're going we're gonna to do another community time uh, gaming podcast and if you want to be a part of it please don't be afraid to hop into the discord we'd love to have you there uh, jump into the voice chat and we can hear what you know, you can voice your thoughts we'd love to see you so oh that was another piece of news let's talk about that i didn't have that on my sheet because again it was also fairly recent uh so for those who are listening uh i stream on a platform called mixer those who are watching here on mixer obviously know this but we're we're talking to the people who are wa- listening on things like uh, spotify or watching on youtube where i post this as well but I stream on Mixer.com, and uh, as a viewer on Mixer, you receive uh, experience points as well as a currency called Sparks. And as of this week, Sparks have now uh, been multiplied by 25. So before, you were getting two Sparks per minute or four Sparks per minute if you were subscribed to a channel, and now you are getting 50 Sparks per minute or 100 Sparks per minute if you are subscribed to the channel, which now gives people the ability to uh, use more of these new skills that uh, are now a part of channels. That's right. So Crash, you can now use way more GIFs. You can post more stickers. You can use more of the sound buttons once I activate them after the podcast is over. I just am really excited that it's going to give people the opportunity to interact more. So that's good. It seems that Channel One has left for the evening, and so we may have lost a couple of viewers, but there are still tons of wonderful people here. Thank you, everyone, for being a part of the podcast, and I just want to say thank you. Wow, this has been so much fun. Mm. Heck yeah, the cool people, that's right. So if you feel like you have a lot of sparks now, just wait, because if you are subscribed to the channel, you're going to be making 100 sparks a minute. 100 sparks a minute. Now, they adjusted the milestone goals for for payback for the the partners, which makes 100% sense. But if you look at it, they actually made Sparks more valuable. Uh, the number is the numbers are large and the math is difficult. But I actually worked on the math today at work because I was bored, and it turns out that they made Sparks more valuable than they were before. So that's super cool. So there you go. That's what we know, guys. I think that's going to be it for the podcast portion of today. We have about 15 minutes before Tej gets in. Uh, so I'm just going to I'm going to wrap up the podcast. I'll probably still be streaming. I'm going to I'm going to whip out the Xbox and we can start just hanging out there. But that's it for the podcast today. That's going to be the end of the recording. So if you are on YouTube, thank you for watching. If you are on Spotify or on iTunes Music, uh, thank you so much for listening. I look forward to having you here. I'm going to try and make this at least two times a week. Potentially, once we get on the other side of the holiday season and things get stable again, I want it to be three times a week. So we can look forward to that as well. Uh, but again, thank you. Uh, feel free to share this podcast with other people that you know or like or enjoy talking about games. I enjoy talking about games, and I think if the more people come here, uh, the more we can talk, the more opinions we can have, and the more people can get into Discord and be a part of the voice conversation. We didn't have anyone today, but I love reading what people write in chat as well. So thank you, everyone. That is the end of the recording. I hope you have a wonderful time. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.